Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fan-freaking-tastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Lawrence, the greatest, the best, the most thoughtful and loving and caring and kind person slash libertarian, plus he's really tall and devilishly handsome, ladies, (laughs) Thompson... How's it going today? It's a long middle name, but was, I didn't want to get it wrong. That was quite incredible. There you go, man. Yeah. I, I you, mean, you're the one that knows everything. I, I know everything, and, and those so, are all the things wow. right there. I think I actually missed a couple things, but but you know, we, we're short on time. It's dumb bleep of the week. Well, how about that? Well, everyone, thank you for being here. It is a great Friday so far. We're going to be going and hanging out with our friends here in Tennessee. The Mises Caucus is doing a little Take Human Action tour over in Franklin, Tennessee, tomorrow we'll be Franklin. there. We'll put the link in the show notes if you haven't heard about it yet. We've been telling you about it for a couple months now, but we'll be hanging out over there, maybe doing some interviews, stuff like that. It's Dumb Bleep of the Week. That's the day where we go through all of the dumbest things. Many submissions came from the Fed Haters Club, who's in our private Discord channel, although not private enough. They could go to a more private means of communication like a their Converso app or something like that. And many of them have. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, there's no time for that right now. Well, uh, if you want it to be truly private. If, if you want it to, yeah, yeah, you go there. If you don't want to be, then. <laughs> so we get submissions from people in the live group. We get them from people on Twitter, stuff like that. You can email me, Nate's podcast notes at gmail.com and put dumb somewhere in the subject or the body. So it shows up when I filter for keyword dumb. So we're going to go through all these. A live group, the Fed Haters Club, joingmail.com. They're going to be voting to figure out what the dumbest thing is. There's Charlie's personal, private cell phone number. Just got posted in the group once again. So it's worth the money, folks. Six bucks a month, and the prices are about to go up. Mm-hmm. And thank you to all of the people, the new people that have been joining lately. We have noticed you. You are seeing 
you are heard, you are cared about, of course, because Charlie is here hey. and he is the most of all those things out of anyone I've ever I met. I want to let you know. Yeah. If anybody needs anything, you can always call me. You talk to Charlie. Yeah. Okay. I'll be here for you. He will be your personal therapist. He's he's got a lot. He's got a lot of. Um, I, I would say you're maybe a professional therapist by now. <laughs> I would say you got to be. You've been taking classes basically for a long time. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> let's but, go through. Yeah. Let's go through some dumb stuff in no particular order. I promise. We'll start off with Gaslight NBC or MSNBC, as some people call it. Elon Musk used his Fox News interview to spread lies and propaganda about big tech from the readout blog. So he does this interview with Tucker Carlson, and he basically talks about things that we learned in the Twitter files and talks about other things that he has found. And MSNBC, oddly enough, is just coming out saying that it's lies and propaganda. What he's saying, yeah. the things that he's saying the government has done are lies and propaganda. Not them. Not the government. Not lies. the government, no. not them. <laughs> the guy who read the files. Mm -hmm. uh, so here's a little bit of the art article here, Chuck. The government can read your Twitter DMs, Musk says. Quote, the degree to which government agencies effectively, effectively, mm -hmm. had full access to everything that was going on on Twitter blew my mind. Musk said in the interview, he replied, yes. When asked whether the government had access to people's private messages. The clip has been shared in right-wing social media circles. Is Twitter now right-wing? I guess so. To stoke fears of government encroachment. And Musk's claim might sound scary if not for the fact that, one, he seems to have provided no evidence to support it, <laughs> and two, we already know that government officials, including local law enforcement officials, can acquire subpoenas, allowing them to read people's private social media messages. But the fear-mongering is revealing. So they throw out two ways to uh, throw people off of this argument. The second one is funny because they say, well, we already know that people can su subpoena your private messages on these social media channels. Yeah, we do. We do all already know that. What we learn through the Twitter files and what Elon Musk, the person who has access to all of it, is saying is that it wasn't just done with subpoenas, that they are able to get access to all of these things. He says that he's provided no evidence to support it. Uh, so therefore, it's just lies and propaganda if he hasn't actually put the evidence out there to support the thing. It kind of seems like maybe they're spreading lies and propaganda, but I don't I don't know. I mean, you do the math. A little bit more here, Chuck. Since acquiring Twitter, Musk has pushed conspiracy theories about Twitter's previous leadership, including unproven allegations that the federal government, under the Trump administration, no less, pressured Twitter officials to suppress negative stories about Joe Biden in order to help Biden win the 2020 presidential election. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> Conspiracy theories, Charlie. This Charlie. actually happened. Unproven allegations that the federal... <laughs> this, this, this it's, is, like it, it's like... It's God. all projection. God bless. This is amazing. Uh, what happened? I literally think like narcissism is on the rise. Well, read the next sentence when you talk about projection. Musk isn't just guilty of falsi falsity, but of deflection as well. Musk is See, deflecting. These are what are considered narcissistic truths, mm -hmm. by the way. It's like where you admit what you're doing, 
but you project it and blame shift onto someone else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like it's an admittance of what's actually happening. It's so wild. Um, Musk and his allies have yet to tell us why we should be concerned about the government having access to users' private messages and data, but shouldn't be concerned that he has the exact same ability. Because Musk can't put you in a prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. As we've discussed previously, there's plenty of reason to worry about that. Musk has silenced voices critical of him on Twitter, aided foreign governments in suppressing dissenters' speech online, falsely labeled media outlets as state-affiliated, and openly associated with brutal foreign regi regimes. This is ridiculous. He obviously falsely labeled media outlets that get their funding from the state as state affiliated. Now he didn't even say state run. He didn't say state controlled. He didn't say any of that. He didn't say state run propaganda. He said they're affiliated with the state. They're you look at the uh, congressional budget. There's part of the budget goes to this entity to keep mm -hmm. it going. So man, what? Like we said, Gaslight NBC, at it again. Now, let's get on to a little bit more. Speaking of Twitter files, we got Michael Schellenberger here talking about something Facebook is doing. Now, I think the Facebook files would be uh, exponentially worse. That would be lit. Than the Twitter files. Yeah. Not only Facebook has way more of your data than Twitter does, than Twitter ever did. And you think about all the things you use Facebook for and to log in with and to just everything that you use Facebook for. they have Facebook is a data whore. It is. Yeah. It really is. Unlike Converso, which doesn't store any private data whatsoever mm -hmm. in, in encrypted messages, they don't, they don't keep the messages. They're not staying on their servers. It goes from your phone to the other person's phone. They just need your phone number. Nothing stored whatsoever. All right, so Michael Schellenberger says there's a big debate over who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. You guys remember when there used to be uh, these pipelines going from Russia to like Germany and was carrying natural gas through there. That was weird. Instead of allowing the debate, Facebook has decided to take a side. It's censoring Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Seymour Hirsch. And instead of explaining, Facebook sends readers to an article in Norwegian. So when they try to clarify why this is false, I did think this was really interesting. Where do we have Michael Schellenberger? There we go. He uh, did a little screen grab of this happening. Uh, so when you try to click on Seymour Hersh's uh, article explaining how the U.S. government helped destroy the Nord Stream pipeline, we'll just watch, see what happens. Immediately labeled as false information. It's been checked by independent fact checkers. Now, by the way, just to, just to start, it is impossible for independent fact checkers to check this and decide that it is false because we do not know the answer. We really don't know who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. We know who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they have not made a determination as to who did it. They have not proved that certain people didn't do it. The only thing Facebook can use is the fact that they are controlled by the U.S. government, just like Twitter used to be, and that they have told them to label this as false. That's it. That's the only thing that these independent fact-checkers have. 
<clears throat> okay, so we go to see a fact check, and let's. Here's the article fact checking. This U.S.-based article. So let's go to the article, and of course, it's an article in Norwegian that no one who clicks on it is going to be able to read. <laughs> and so then you're like, okay, screw it, I'm out of here. <clears throat> okay, so you can do a little bit of a, a translation. I didn't even know that that was a thing on there. In Google? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so anyway, this is still going on. Like I said, the Facebook files would be exponentially worse than the Twitter files, uh, but we're, we're not going to have them. It's just well, not going to happen. Yeah. No one has a trillion dollars to buy Facebook. No. So <laughs> not going to work. Yeah. So that's number two, what Facebook is doing uh, right now with these allegations from Seymour Hirsch. All right, number three. Number three, David Sirota at Lever News. Uh, read that there, Chuck. He tweets, Fox News says it can claim a tax write-off for its defamation settlement with Dominion. The deduction would lower the company's tax rate, effectively forcing taxpayers to provide up to $200 million in subsidy to the company for its election lies. Read that again. The deduction would lower the company's tax rate effectively, effectively forcing taxpayers to provide up to a $200 million subsidy to the company for its election lies. Meaning, when people say this, what they mean is that you, you, we already own your money mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it needs to be doled for public good. And if you get to not pay taxes, because of a loss. By writing off an expense, and yeah. so therefore there's less taxable money, then which doesn't change some, your tax rate, by the way. They're still going to have the same rate, just on a lower amount of money. So somehow that is actually stealing money from you. And it's, you are now subsidizing Fox News as a corporation. We've been over this multiple times. I know. It just You just see how ridiculous it is. The fact that people read this and they take it as some sort of truth and that it, it really tracks in their brain that this is what happened is what is happening is uh, not understand. I cannot comprehend how people's brains work this way. That if someone writes off an expense and they pay less in taxes, that is the same thing as taxpayers subsidizing them. Which, by the way, most of the time when they talk about businesses getting subsidized by the government, what they are talking about is that the government took less money from that business. Not that they gave the business money. It's that they took less money from the business. Still took money from them that wasn't theirs. Wasn't the government's to begin with. But that's a subsidy if you steal less from them. Mm -hmm. Which is just ridiculous. This is something I've been noticing lately. Uh, Representative Dan Goldman posed this. This has been going on for uh, a few weeks, really since the prosecutor announced the charges against Trump, the indictment against Trump. Uh, but there's this weird thing now uh, where if you say Soros-funded or Soros-backed, that is anti-Semitism because he's Jewish. And so if you mention that this person funded something that is a, an attack on Jewish people. God, they set all this garbage up. It's just... I know. It's laughable at this moment. And, and this, by the way, the tweet says, with anti-Semitic violence at record highs, today's hearing confirmed that invoking George Sor Soros's name is nothing short of blatant anti-Semitism. Today's hearing confirmed that. 
I call on Republicans to stop using this anti-Semitic trope. Immediately. So, now let me just... You have to actually believe that what Republicans hate about George Soros is tied to him being Jewish. To to his ethnic. Not his... Not his political affiliation, not what he puts his money towards, not what his goals are with what he's doing. None of that. It's because he's Jewish. Concerned about anti-Semitism in New York, which has increased more than 400 percent in the past eight years. Now, today we've already heard two members of the majority reference what one called the Sorosization of criminal justice, the criminal justice system. With the Sorosization George Soros taking money from George Soros. No, George Soros funded rogue prosecutor is the Soros prosecutors. George Soros is that all the Soros back district attorneys are doing this everywhere. It had a Soros Supreme Court justice directly funded by George Soros. Twenty seconds, and I want to mention that when I that was proof that these are just anti-Semitic attacks. Mm-hmm. That's, That's all I heard in that video was just anti-Semitism. <laughs> That's you know? literally what they do when you you just you call out something, okay? And if you want to call out the person that's funding them, they like you said, they set up this this thing, this anti-Semitism thing that they were gonna use. And so no one could be anti-Semitic. Okay, well that's a that's a good principle to have. You know, you don't want to say things like that. But then mm-hmm. you can just use it anytime and people are so scared of getting called anti-Semitic that some people might actually pay attention to it. I don't think they're going to in the uh, with the whole Soros thing. But. Well, and I think lots of genuine people would pay attention to it. I mean, yeah. you, you obviously are like, oh, man, am I... You start to... Good people. Like, if you're a good person, you would question yourself and be like, am I anti-Semitic? Is that actually a thing? Well, then you, you would be afraid because, of getting labeled that way, well, too. Well, especially the way they, they word it. Like, this video confirms. Mm-hmm. I ask all my Republicans. I'm asking so nicely. Please, Republicans... Stop using this anti-Semitic trope, and you're like, "Well, I don't want to be labeled as anti-Semitic. I love the Jews, and I, you know, I don't want to be labeled as racist. I don't want to be labeled as a, a domestic terrorist." <laughs> and so, good people will hear that abuse, by the way, mm-hmm. and they'll question themselves, and then you get your brain all up in a pretzel, yep. right? Yeah. So that like the reason why we pay attention to this stuff so much is because it's very important. Like the truth is so important. Um, you know, I was listening to Lex Friedman and Jordan Peterson again, and he asked him, you know, what the greatest greatest ethic of life is, and he said, love with truth as its handmaiden, because without like true love, like what do you really have? Right, if it's built on false premises, let's say, but truth in and of itself is so important because if you aren't speaking about like the facts of the matter, or if someone can just inherently label you something that is not true because they don't want to participate in a debate, there's no moving forward, by the way. There's no growth that can take place. There's no exchanging of ideas that can take place. There's not like none of that is possible. That's why Without they started the with the First Amendment, free speech. Doesn't mean that everything everyone says is true, but it does mean that people can't take away your right to speak the truth. And here's what Dan said. So wait, so when everyone on the left dunks on Ben Shapiro, they're anti-Semitic? 
Did you I know Ben so. Shapiro's anti-Semitic? <laughs> he is. He is. He's a he's a Nazi Jew. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. been labeled a Nazi as a Jew. It's Pretty so crazy. wild, and it's okay for them to do that, of course, you know. But it, if you even, but when you don't do that, <laughs> that's because they don't actually think this. It's just a tool for control. That's all it that's is. That's all it is. Pure yeah. manipulation. All right, Mayor, Mayor Pete for number five is talking to Al Sharpton and blames our racist roads for disproportionate outcomes or something. I don't know. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities, black and brown Americans, tribal citizens and rural residents much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, the, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities. And we have a... We have a moral obligation to do something is basically what he's about to say. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there are disproportionate outcomes, but there are all other than uh, the way that roads are designed and just who is designing the roads. Like maybe if uh, if you made sure it was a black person designing the road, they would have black people in mind and therefore it would be designed for whatever it is that causes minorities to get in more accidents. I would say this has to do with Economic factors. One, here's an easy one. Let's say that um, minorities are disproportionately uh, worse off financially. Maybe that's a thing. What if that means you have a cheaper car? What if a cheaper car has a lower safety rating than a more expensive car? There's one really easy thing right there. What if you're in a more poor neighborhood and they don't have the money to put in all the sidewalks and stuff? What if more uh, pedestrians get hit in heavily populated urban areas? And what if those heavily populated urban areas have more minorities as a portion of the population than your more rural areas? No, you're thinking about this too much. Okay. It's just racism. It's just racism. Okay. <laughs> I guess you're right. You see... Also, how do, how do people not feel like so invalidated and dismissed that they take actual problems and they just devolve them down mm -hmm. to these tweet answers... It's like, oh, what's wrong with the world today? Racism. That's it. Yeah. Well, it must be nice. I'm envious of people who actually think that that's the I answer just, because it's it's so simple. I'm so over all of like the lies. I mm -hmm. don't like. It's hard for me to even entertain it anymore. You shouldn't. Well, I meant like even talk about it. Yeah. Like on the show, it's, it's getting difficult. Well, we can't stop. I just want to be like, okay. We can't, right. we can't stop them from lying, uh, but we can make sure that we don't lie and we can make sure that we speak the truth out there. And the Alexander Solzhenitsyn quote that I'm going to botch has something to do with let the lie come into the world, let it even triumph, but not through me. Mm. And uh, that's the way that I think we do this podcast, okay? We can't, we can't stop them from doing this, but we can at least try to point it out. Uh, number six goes to Bill Lee the governor of our home state of Tennessee, this week capitulating to the mob of children who are asking for gun control. 
and now asking the Tennessee state legislature to get some red flag laws out there. And I'm not going to play his entire video. We'll listen to a few, to a little bit of him talking about this. It's a six-minute clip. We're going to play like a minute of it. The right thing. Since the tragedy at Covenant, we've worked with the General Assembly to pass our school safety legislation by wide bipartisan margins. I signed an executive order to make sure that law enforcement and the judicial system and mental health professionals are sharing information effectively. So the background check process works like it should. I also called on legislators to come together and find a solution for the most difficult challenge of all. We all agree that dangerous, unstable individuals who intend to harm themselves or others should not have access to weapons. And that should be done in a way that requires due process and a high burden of proof, supports law enforcement, punishes false reporting, enhances mental health support, and preserves the Second Amendment for law-abiding citizens. Yeah. Mm. Um, can you preserve the Second Amendment for law-abiding citizens when you take away someone's rights when they haven't broken the law? He just said upholds due process. It does none of that. Upholds due process. Think about how due process works, Charlie. How quick is the government at this whole due process thing? Yeah. You know, they're pretty, they're known for their speediness, right? By the time you get to a trial, you've been in jail for three years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Each one of these people deserves a payout from the government for false imprisonment yeah. by the time you get there. And what's the penalties for falsely accusing, you know? Yeah. Now. A slap on the wrist. He says we can all agree, and we can even agree. Charlie, are there some people that should not have a weapon? Yes. There are. Okay. Now, let's say— There are some human beings that are evil and will do anything necessary to commit that evil. Now, the problem is, how do we decide that? How do you decide who that person is? Let's say you could come up with someone who's uh, schizophrenic, psychopathic— all they talk about is how as soon as they get a weapon, they're going to murder every single person they see. Maybe we could decide on that. Okay, so you make a law that works like that. Um, all right, what's the next thing they add on to it afterwards? What comes next? It eventually gets down to anyone that ever wore a MAGA hat or a Gadsden flag. Or in yeah. Tennessee, anyone who's transgender. Something like that. Anyone who's receiving some type of treatment for depression or anxiety or gender dysphoria or anything which then could lead people to not get treatment for things or would just lead to everyone having their rights taken away. Uh, mm -hmm. Bill Lee, you officially have lost my vote. I never voted for him in the first place, but I rescind my vote from Bill Lee now in look, protest. He, he's done a lot of good things. But he's had this, a good a but, good plumbing company. But this is wrong. Yeah. Great plumbing company, wrong. plumbing I think and electrical. School vouchers yeah. is a good thing. That's a good step towards you know better education. By the way, if you're not in Tennessee, you didn't know Bill Lee uh, started a company called Lee Company. Called Lee Company, the yeah. plumbing, you know, HVAC uh, company, that kind of thing. Took a one, while to come up with that name. One of the one of the bigger ones. So that's why I was talking about. It. I think it's like the biggest. It's there's Hiller that's really big too, I but I think, I think Lee Company is the biggest one. Bigger than Hiller. All right, so number six is Bill Lee. Uh, number seven is going to go to. We'll stay in Tennessee here for a sec. Representative Justin Jones. You guys know him. He's the one who's been persecuted for the, for the color of his skin. He tweets, 
There's a soul sickness <laughs> in our state when the Tennessee Republican legislature. You're doing Justin Pearson right now. Oh. This is this, Justin Jones. What? How does this guy sound then? He just sounds like he, oh, just like a, There's just a like a guy talking. In our state when the Tennessee Republican legislatures are more concerned with protecting gun manufacturers from lawsuits than children from being killed by mass shootings. We said protect children, not guns. They chose the guns. This is morally insane. So that has to do with uh, Tennessee shielding gun manufacturers from liability. Uh, this is not the only Justin Jones thing, by the way. Charlie, he went up with the craziness. Where is it? Let me find it. Give me a second. I said, give me a second. Can you not give me a second? Okay. Oh, look, Ed Krasenstein's with Justin Jones walked in to the Tennessee house carrying a child-sized coffin. To make a point. A couple days ago. And my assumption, which I tweeted out, was that he brought it to stand on. Because that is what these people are doing. But anyway, here's him walking in with a child-sized coffin, just trying to be the crazy, insane grifter that he is. Okay, so that's that. They're asking him to set it aside, and and the the bishop goes, "Is that a constitutional rule or a state rule?" And he replies, "By the way, a, a, another black guy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is like, well, it's a house rule, like yeah, you know." I think yeah. the dumber thing is that guy that's wearing a cloth face mask over his face, and he pulled it down to yeah. <laughs> say something. That's that's the real tragedy here. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a child-sized coffin too. Uh, is the thing, guys. This is disgusting. Okay. Um, I'm I'm more than a little bit concerned about the future, and it's people like this that make me feel that way. Uh, even in states like Tennessee, and uh, to see the protests we've been having with all of the young people out here in Tennessee, uh, ten years from now, the Congress is going to look very different in in our states uh it from what i can tell young people have not had the values of uh i don't know just individualism your your own personal rights your own natural rights that our government is set up to protect uh because we're born with them the constitution any of those things have not been instilled in the young generation only fear has been instilled in the young generation this, this is just another example of it right here yeah but uh, there's uh, pictures of people in tennessee protesting and they say is freedom more important than safety i yes. saw i saw another yes post that was like uh this car seat manufacturer that you know two infants died so there was a 3.4 million recall and then like this other thing and they they recalled that it's like yeah those um those products were intended for children yeah. And then they were defective mm -hmm. and therefore they killed children. Uh, <clears throat> newsflash, guns are not intended for children. And if you shoot a child with one, that's called murder. It's illegal. Yeah. You can't yeah. do that. that mm -hmm. There's a huge difference. And people, they come up with these, you know, false dichotomies all the time. It's like, oh, they chose to protect guns over kids. It's like, no, that's not, 
that's a false choice. Yeah. Right? It's like, you really think... By the way, the only reason that school was targeted was because there weren't any people there with guns protecting the school. Yes. So in that case, the guns could have actually saved the kids' lives. Yes. And in fact, they did because then other people with guns came in there and killed the shooter. Mm -hmm. So... Guns. It's not that hard. <laughs> you know? And the people with the guns that mm. took down the shooter we call heroes. Yeah. But they have a gun in their hand. How could they How be, a be a hero? hero with a gun? <laughs> you shouldn't have had that gun. That's so wild. Charlie, where does all this lead? All right. This is a tweet from the Daily Mail. This is from, uh, so from the UK. Kitchen knives will be able to be seized from homes under crackdown on dangerous weapons. <laughs> so... There you go, folks. Oh, these people. This is number eight, by Pretty the way. Pretty soon, we'll walk around in straight jackets. <laughs> Might even be able to walk, you know, because you could kick somebody. Mm -hmm. We'll have to be, you know, you, you, won't, you won't be able to have any tools. Well, shoes are de definitely, I mean, well, I'm sure the steel-toed boots are already outlawed there because those can be very dangerous. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah. you can't have that. Uh, Ladies can't have their rings anymore. You know, those could cut your face and yeah. stuff. Not allowed to carry the keys in your hands yeah. anymore. Mm, that could be dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. All right, continuing on. Kitchen knives could be seized from homes of suspected criminals under new home office plans being considered. Ministers will consult police forces on giving them extra powers to seize knives. There has been 11% increase in knife crime in England and Wales. Huh. How? The market for violence will find a way. Okay. It's a black market. <laughs> it is. Oh, so they talk about, they're talking about machetes a lot in here, but then some of the rules are going to allow them to basically confiscate knives that aren't on their list uh, anyway. And so, listen, I know this is ridiculous, but it's not that ridiculous because this is a country and that exists. And it's happening. And it's actually happening. Okay. So it's not that insane. Now we get the number nine. Woo. The transing. The transing. So we'll start with this tweet here from Riley Gaines. Leah Thomas is the person that was ranked in the men's in the 500s and then came in and is now the greatest woman in the world when it comes to swimming. Okay. Yeah. She should probably win the Women of the World, uh, Women of the Year Award. My name is Leah Thomas. I'm a transgender woman, a former college swimmer, and the first trans athlete to be named Division I NCAA champion. I started swimming when I was five years old. It has taught me so much. It has given me so many opportunities to learn, grow, develop, and connect with my peers. Opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't have access to athletics. That's why it breaks my heart to see trans kids. First off, the false, here's the opportunities I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't have access to athletics. Uh, you did have access to athletics. And before you switched over the plane against women, you weren't very good. Yeah. Compared to all of the other men. You literally had access to athletics. Yeah. No okay? one said you couldn't swim. You just weren't winning. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, you right. just sucked. Across the country, lose out on these opportunities. The Department of Education has proposed a new rule for Title IX regarding transgender athletes. This rule would prohibit blanket bans on transgender kids, especially in grades K through 8. However, it would not prohibit discrimination against trans kids in the high school and college levels under the guise of competitive fairness. This rule is a good start. However, it is not enough. Under the guise of competitive fairness. 
This rule's a good start, but it's not enough because we need all men to win all competitions. So no, <laughs> so no blanket bans. I will not rest <laughs> until a man has won every sport in every division. <laughs> all the female division. I won't rest until men hold all the records. So that's what we're fighting for, apparently, Jesus. right now. Now, while we're talking about Riley Gaines, we'll move over to this clip from Bill Maher, which actually could have been from... Wait, what did, what did Riley say oh, on sorry. that tweet? Sorry. She said, under the guise of competitive fairness, are you really trying to say you would have won a national title against the men? Does it not break your heart to see women lose out on these opportunities? <sighs> this poor girl. I, I know. Yeah. And it's... women in general. Like... Imagine working so hard your entire life and you compete. And I don't know if Riley Gaines, did she come in second? Does anyone know that? I know they tied in one race, I so, believe. And then Leah's got the medal because they needed that for pictures. Let's imagine she came in second. So imagine doing all that work your entire life and then you compete and you end up coming in second to a man. And you know that if that man would have been competing against the men, then you would have been placing first, being the number one college athlete in whatever sport it is that you are doing. And you only didn't do it because a man decided to come over and swim against you. Imagine how much that would hurt. I don't it's know crazy. why more women aren't absolutely furious. It's I maybe mean, they are. It's like happening. In secret. And a lot of people are scared. Like if you look at what's happened to, uh, to Riley Gaines, um, you know, she's had to deal with protests. She got basically held for ransom at one place that she was speaking at. They wouldn't let her go unless she agreed to pay some money, basically. Yeah, probably she got docs, death threats. Yeah. So uh, Katie Porter, Representative Katie Porter, who likes to act like she knows a lot of things. Oh, this woman. Pretty often. She's great at making terrible arguments and making it look like she's making great arguments, as a lot of people on the left are. Uh, this is a good clip. Could have been White Pill, but we'll put, we'll add Katie Porter on here. We're still on number nine. You should be able to have a civil debate. Nobody, including Riley Gaines, who I disagree with strongly, should be should What do you disagree with out of interest? Um, I, I think that it should be up to sporting bodies to make their decisions about who but and what how she should What has she said compete. that's actually wrong? I think that what she has done is try to turn this. We talked about people, you know, becoming using things to kind of get likes and get clicks. That's not what she's doing. It's I mean, not? I, I've got no truck for right against personally, but all I've seen her do. Now, the same thing um, that he's about to say here, but imagine this. If you speak out about something that has hurt you, then all you're doing is looking for attention. Is looking for attention, trying to get likes and clicks. God, the narcissism is unbelievable. It's the number one problem in America. Okay, it is <laughs> unbelievable. Do is stand up for women's rights to fairness and equality. Well, she, okay, has so she, she actually competed oh. against Leah Thomas, and it was obviously unfair. Leah Thomas won one of the races in the NCAA championships by 50 seconds against a bunch of biological females who simply couldn't keep up. That cannot be right. It cannot be fair. That is something that I trust, I think our sporting bodies should be dealing with. And by the way, Riley is speaking up for herself. By the way, she's saying that so she doesn't have to take any responsibility for, for her views. That's like, like a, that's like a well, Jackson think, saying, well, I'm not a biologist. Yeah. You know, that's, that's essentially yeah. that argument. Well, the sporting body should determine. Like, what if they determine? That what if I to, identify as a sporting body? You know? <laughs> 
I do right now in this yeah. conversation. I don't even know how these people sleep at night. Like on a pile of money, probably. <laughs> That's how they sleep. It's very comfortable. And that is her prerogative, and I respect her free speech. I think she's speaking okay, up for pretty much every female athlete in the world. I, I mean, wasn't that, wasn't that the point of Title IX? Title IX in the early 70s was yeah. something that was a, it was a major event in feminism, that we finally have this law that says at colleges, right, and I think high schools too, but definitely colleges, women, women's sports have to be given equal to men's sports so that women aren't getting, you know, and this led to the WNBA and lots of other stuff. This seems to be the opposite of that. It seems to be so many instances, I think, where wokeness is the opposite of what I grew up as liberalism. Liberalism was let's give the women an equal shot. And meanwhile, this is let, let's put a male in the in the swimming pool well, with the women. I don't get it. It's crazy. And meanwhile, trans people who genuinely want to compete at athletics and swimming or whatever it may be, they they're the ones who are suffering here. They need to be found a way to compete fairly and justly. Well, what's your answer then? I think there's one or two answers. I think they either compete against their biological sex, as many of them did before, or you create an entirely new category. For a transgender athlete. Okay. Which is fair enough to me. If you want to be it a is. transgender, compete against other transgenders. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to go into a category that you don't belong in. And that's where it gets it gets down to uh, why we separate out sports by sex. And we all know why we do that. We've brought we brought in the PGA numbers. We just said that Leah Thomas was five hundred something. In the uh, in swimming, when uh, competing against men, and then magically number one the first year as a woman, okay, the, it's clearly the reason that we separate out sports by biology, and that is, in my opinion, how they need to be separated out. That's that's just no one is going to do a transgender competition, <laughs> okay, <Right>. not going to happen. <laughs> Big Gus, I I agree uh, with that. I almost said the same thing and decided not to. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're going to... You can find out what Gus said by going to joingmail.com yeah. to be part of the live group. We're going to continue on with number nine right now as we push through. So the the House of Representatives, the U.S. House, passed this bill that would basically ban... She's still tweeting under Speaker Pelosi? <laughs> True. Yeah, She's not speaker the Speaker Pelosi. anymore. Yeah, still... I guess she, she gets addressed that way. She I don't was know. lifelong Speaker. Yeah. So they passed. Probably does get addressed. I guess you get addressed that way for life once you become part of that office. The House passes this. The Republicans clearly in the House are passed this, essentially trying to separate out sports by biology. And that's what the bill is intended to do and to ban transgender women from competing against women or girls, basically, because this is going to be uh, in school. Now, the it's going to go nowhere. The the uh, Senate is not going to pass it, and Biden would not sign it. This is uh, just like repealing Obamacare. Yeah, like it, it, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, but we've got several, uh, we've got several Congress w women out here just spouting off about how we're putting our transgender kids in harm's way. There's so much danger. This is so difficult. Let's hear what. Let's hear. Thank him for his leadership for fairness and safety in our schools 
and for justice in our community. I stand here today in opposition to the legislation that is on the floor and listening carefully to the maker of the motion. He references a religious uh, context in his comments and so will I then following his lead. Uh, Yes, uh, uh, we are all God's children. Uh, We all have a spark of divinity in us and therefore are worthy of respect. And that spark of divinity that is within us insists that we respect it in others as well. So recognizing that we are all God's children, I rise in opposition to this legislation. Because uh, Does it, by the way? Does separating out sports by your biology say that we are not all God's children? No. <laughs> She's not wrong in that everyone deserves respect. I don't disagree with that. Yeah inherently like people should be treated as human beings. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, people on the right aren't dragging trans people in the street and thinking they should be stoned to death because they're trans. That's not what they want. No, they just want it to be fair. Right. It's like, Hey, we're trying to protect our kids by making sure we separate things by biological sex. And they're, so she's now standing on the cross of Jesus, let's say Mm -hmm. uttering, um, uh, nonsense, <laughs> but that's basically what she does every day. So uh, now uh, let's get some more great reactions. Rise today in solidarity with our children across the nation. I want to speak plainly to our trans kids. You belong. You are enough. You deserve to show up fully in this world. You deserve joy and every single opportunity. You are perfect just as you are. No, you're not. And the cl- Elaborate, Charlie, because I was about to say the same thing. No one is perfect as they are. No. Ever. By the way, right now, like, you could be better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, nev- you never stop growing. Because if you do, then the world keeps moving. <laughs> like, you never. Yeah, for example, I could lose some weight. You're you perfect know? just as you are, so, Charlie. You know, tomorrow or today, even, I should do a few more burpees. You know, so drink some more water. I could, I could read a bit more, become a little bit more knowledgeable, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I could, I could write a book if I wanted to, right? Try to, try to put my thoughts on paper. I could form new relationships, meet new people, learn new things. Could be a better person. You're you're never, you're never perfect the way that you are. Telling kids that they are perfect. I, now I, (sighs) I get Telling what, someone you're enough is that's a good thing, but not perfect the way that you are. It's like, hey, like you're enough, like you're worthy. However, you could be so much more. Like there's no need for growth in your situation, just yeah. so you know. Okay. Uh, Hakeem see, Jeffries. They, they want these people to stay small children. They that's do. That's what they want. Because children are malleable and They're easier to control. Way easier to control. Mm-hmm. And decency and integrity and respectfulness of the American people. And for me, this is not about politics. Mm. This is about being there for all of America's children, including transgender children who just want to be able to live and to belong and to make friends. (laughs) That's something that all Americans... What about... No, they want more than that. What about girls who want to play sports though <laughs> yeah. aren't they also children no, 
We throw out the 99.9% of everyone else, and we must cater to the 0.1% of sub- alleged children that are transgender. It's, uh, it's, it's so insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, Suzanne Bonamici. And also, it's not what they want, by the way. They don't just want to be accepted. We t- people on the right and you know, people in the liberty movement even have been telling you all along, it's never... When they started arguing for acceptance, it's never been about acceptance. It's about affirmation. It's about conformity. Mm-hmm. It's about bending the knee. It's about it's assimilation. About control. <laughs> it's about you have to agree with me. The, that's what it's that's what it's about. That's what it's always been about. And that's what it's gonna keep being about, which is why we have to say enough. The people so if you were gonna make the proper argument, you say they just want to be able to live, they just want to be able to 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 be to be now the actual argument where you don't have to take away anyone else's uh, rights or their dignity would say okay if there's a if there's a man who decides to transition into a woman okay well you don't stone that person you don't put them in prison you don't stop them if they're of age uh, from doing this but they still compete with the men because that's what matches their biology still allowed to play sports, say that they were playing sports to begin with. You can still play sports. We're not going to kick you off of the team because you're transitioning or anything like that. You can still play sports. But at the moment that you decide that you are going to go over and play against biological women and that they have to conform to whatever your reality is at that point, and no matter what they do, they're not going to be as strong. As and as fast and as athletic as you are most of the time, in most cases, then then you are actually taking liberties or freedom away from other people and forcing that and changing their lives so they have to live in your reality. Yeah, somehow that is the difference. We got a few more. Uh, you know what? We don't have to go through more of these because there's a couple dumb statements that we can just read. Uh, Eric Swalwell tweeted out, uh, so this is Kevin McCarthy talking about this Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act that we are talking about right now. Eric Swalwell says, What a creep! Kevin McCarthy wants to invade school locker rooms and inspect the genitals of our kids. We've been over this. That's what that is. We've been over this, and it's not what, it's not actually what they want. Which is why this happened at a state level, and we called out all the news publications for pushing this lie that this was going to force people into genital inspections to prove their gender. Yeah, uh, Males, and, for sure, already have to go through physicals. And what Costco said, how is he not the creep that he wants yeah. boys in girls' locker rooms? Yeah. Like, which one's actually, uh, which one's the actual creep? <sighs> Okay, so that's Swalwell. We talked about, but we didn't do that. We're going to, we got to push through number nine here. I want my son to be able to stare at your daughter undressing (laughs) without any repercussions. Well, you don't like that? You're a creep. Yeah. Washington bill to allow medical transgender interventions on minors without parental consent. Uh, So, Chuck, maybe you can read some of this one. We're still on number nine, the transing. Okay. A Washington state bill would strip parents' rights to intervene on their kids' medical care in certain circumstances passed the House Wednesday, uh, clearing its pathway to being signed by Governor Jay Inslee. Quote, an act relating to supporting youth. 
<laughs> it allows host homes for runaway youth to house youth without parental permission. Furthermore, the host homes do not need to notify parents about where their kids are or if they are getting medical interventions. If there is a compelling reason not to, which includes a youth seeking protected health services. The protected health care services include included gender affirming care, which for minors arbitrarily included anything prescribed by a doctor to treat dysphoria, the bill said. Gender affirming treatment can be prescribed to two spirit, <laughs> transgender, non binary, and other gender diverse individuals, the bill said. And get your two spirit fixed. <laughs> For minors, affirming care typically included puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries. It was unclear which services would be approved under the bill. Instead of contacting parents, shelters can contact the Washington Department of Children, Youth, and Families instead. It's just literally just like a factor for their pizza hut. You know? It's a factory. It is. It's just like lining them up. Okay, from not the B and several other places, just a real quick environmental... Notice here for so number, we're on 10. number 10. Number 10. Germany shut down its last nuclear energy plant on Saturday. On the same day, Germans learned their power bills were about to go up 45%. <laughs> for no reason at all, by the way, just <laughs> shutting it down. By the way, the, the Nord Stream pipelines are gone. So they're not getting natural gas. They're shutting down the nuclear plants. So what are they doing? Burning coal? <laughs> no, they are importing nuclear energy from France. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Great job, everyone. Mm -hmm. Great job. All for literally just all for this false reality that people have built up, this narrative that people have built up. And you you literally they will live it to the death, you know, to just to prove how much more virtuous they all yep. they are. Did you ever see that? Did you ever see these weird videos that used to go around? I don't know if it's still a thing, but like people, when we were in bands, I remember some of the other bands watching them. Remember that World Series of Pain where people would basically compete on the most pain they oh, could inflict? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. All the way to the point where like people would kill themselves. Yeah. And that's what this reminds me of. <laughs> it's... It's like, no, I'm more virtuous than you. I'm more virtuous than you, all the way to the point that we'll just kill ourselves to right. prove that we're the most virtuous yeah. people possible. Oh, you are a martyr. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a random video. I don't even think, like, mentioning all these things, we don't even have to add commentary anymore. No. We just have to report it to you guys. Everyone like, knows. This stuff exists, by the way. If you didn't think this was real life, this is actually happening. Yep. Okay, this is completely unrelated dumb thing that I wanted to show. So this is a video of these guys on these crotch rockets going down the street. Okay, I'll just explain it to you. I don't know, they're probably breaking some balls or whatever. Every single one of these guys blows the stoplight, runs right through there, except for one guy. He stops. I guess who gets pulled over? The guy who stopped. The guy who stopped at the stoplight. Well, the cops got to get all his, you know, his friends' information. <laughs> all right, so let's let's watch this just so we can make fun of this situation, right? Quick. So it says red light. Three motorcycles blow through. Four, five. This guy sits. Still <laughs> me. 
me in the anus this hair. This poor guy. I'm the only one who stopped. <laughs> now he's talking to the guy in the car next to him. The reason why I pulled you over is because you're revving your engine like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you didn't hear that. This cop, what the hell? This cop literally saw five other motorcycles blow through the red lights. And like three of them blew by like, it was red red. Yeah. You know, the first couple might have been pink, you know. I didn't give them that because they went, another car was going through at the same time. And he, the three guys blew by, it was, that was red red. Like, that was Alabama red. <laughs> you know. He pulls over the guy that stopped. And says, I pulled you over because you were revving your engine like a jerk. <laughs> After he just saw the other five people blow through the stoplight and this guy stopped. Oh, you can't make this stuff up? I know that that's, you know, that has nothing to do with any of the other stuff we're talking about. What he about, should have said is, I pulled you over because I can't catch up to I, the other guys. It. Yeah. And I'm, just, I'm pissed off about what's happening. And so I need to get, I need to get someone and I'm going to take my emotions out on you. I'm glad you went there because that was literally what I wanted. And I, I was going to forget about this whole thing. But the, the reason it went into dumb bleep is because the cop lied about why the guy got pulled over. They were probably speeding at some point in time. They're on crotch rockets going around in the street. They're probably weaving out like in a way that I don't know what state they're in, but they're probably breaking numerous traffic laws. And then all these guys blow through the stoplight. And it, instead of just saying, I can't really get you on anything, and those guys can outrun me. In fact, we don't pursue crotch rockets because of that, because they can literally just bang it up to 150 real quick and get away from me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to make up an entirely BS reason to pull you over because I'm mad. And my feelings are hurt. My pride is hurt. My sense of power is hurt. And I needed to get one of you guys. I need to exert it somehow. Yeah. Just say that. Mm-hmm. All right, Elizabeth Warren, Charlie. We're at number, we're almost there. Home run number stretch. Number 12. Elizabeth Warren, have you been spending a lot of time and money filing your taxes? You're not alone. The process takes Americans on average an average of 13 hours and $200. And here's a big reason why. <laughs> you won't believe this reason, folks. Corporate greed. If only we knew. <laughs> Are you upset at tax time, Charlie? <laughs> well, you should be. You know why? Corporate greed. <laughs> Call 1-800-482-3618 and join my cause to end corporate greed. She continues on. <sighs> Giant tax prep, prep companies looking at you, TurboTax. Which, by the way, TurboTax like streamlined the, the actual process by creating a software you could use. <laughs> Line their pockets by lobbying to keep tax filing an expensive hassle, even though the IRS already has a bunch of the data it needs from filers. But it doesn't have to be this way. I've been ringing the bell on this issue for years. Have you? Chief Warren, I only hear it. I only hear like a QVC saleswoman anytime I hear her talking, uh, or like the Home Shopping Network, or what, whatever it is. That I've been ringing the bell on this issue for years, and last year, Democrats passed funding that brings us closer to free, streamlined federal tax filing. I'll keep fighting until it's done. 
And for only four easy payments of twenty nine ninety five, yeah, uh, that that's just how I hear. Call right now. This offer goes away in five minutes. So by yeah. the so there's a few things. Hey, now look, if she is able to, you know, reduce the burden of filing taxes and figuring all that out and makes it simple, that's a step in the right direction. Um, one problem with this: Democrats passed funding that brings us closer to free. The funding was like eighty billion dollars that brings us closer to free, streamlined federal tax filing. Now, how would they do that, Charlie? They're going to get their hands on all of your data. Right. Every single thing. Okay. Probably even your text messages and everything. And so if you don't like that idea, use the Converso app. Mm -hmm. And you can text us at 555-184-3042 about how great that advertisement was. The other thing is, have you been spending a lot of time and money filing your taxes? You're not alone. The process takes Americans an average of 13 hours and $200 Filing your taxes costs you $200. You know what else costs you money? The taxes. The taxes (laughs) cost you money. That you're forced to do. Oh, God. So who's actually the greedy one? Not the person that you have to pay to make sure that you pay the proper amount of money or they'll put you in prison. It's the uh, people who help streamline the process for you right now for free. I don't pay for it. Do you pay for, I guess people pay to have their taxes done. I get it. But tell you what, in Tennessee, it's way easier because there's no state taxes. That That's always really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how they get a lot of people is they'll charge you for the state. They'll do the federal for free. They'll charge you for the state taxes. Uh, but anyway, that's number 12. 13 goes to Trump, who is calling out Ron DeSantis because he wants to rip your retirement benefits away. DeSantis is colluding with his globalist handlers to go full never Trump. He's colluding with globalists. By the way, to take away your retirement, that's what globalist people want is mm-hmm. to take away government programs. That's one of their biggest things. Yeah. And if by you, the way, Trump is also a narcissist. Yes. Okay. And to go full never Trump in order to gaslight the people into thinking that Medicare and Social Security should be ripped away from hardworking Americans. President Trump has made it clear that he will always stand on the side of Americans and protect benefits seniors worked for and paid for their entire lives. Now, now, he's not dumb, though, because the majority of the voting population, right, the people who actually go to the polls and vote are typically on Medicare and Social Security. Mm-hmm. So, and then... Republicans and Democrats pretty much align on this because they do have an emotional tie to the the pay-in that they made. And they're mm-hmm. like, I want my money back. You know, I, I, I didn't agree with it, but you know what? I worked my whole life and I paid in the money. I want it back. You know, there's an emotional tie. So he's not, he's not dumb. Now, just so you know, the slight lie in here, another one, is that no one, none of the Republicans are working to take away benefits from seniors. All of these things, like if you're a senior citizen right now, literally nothing is going to change with any of the plans that anyone has. It would always be for younger people. That's the way that it would end up working, okay? You would phase this in over time. He puts in this thing, as a congressman, Ron DeSantis voted three times to raise the eligibility age to 70. 
DeSantis has voted three times to cut benefits for Social Security recipients by changing the cost of living formula in 2013, 2014, and 2015. Before DeSantis was elected to Congress, he said it was necessary to make reforms to Social Security. On DeSantis' first day in Congress, he called to restructure some of these entitlements. So what is so... Now look at why he's saying this. Recent polling showed 80% of U.S. adults oppose cutting Social Security. 67% oppose increasing Medicare premiums. 70% oppose raising the age of Medicare benefits to 70. 75% oppose raising the age for Social Security benefits to 70. As narcissistic as he is, he's not dumb. No, he's not well, dumb. his team isn't dumb. It's why nothing has been changed. It's political suicide. And that's honestly not the politician's fault. That's the fault of all of the American people who are wrong on this. And that's the fault of all of the older people who are fine making their children and their grandchildren pay for them uh, to retire on because they want to get these benefits. And it's going to be the same generation after generation until the programs ultimately fail. Uh, which I'd just be like, you know, 10, 15 years from now. Okay. So it is the fault of, of the people, but I absolutely hate the fact that he is attacking Ron DeSantis for saying that it's necessary to make reforms to social security because it is absolutely necessary that we make reforms to social security. It's literally insolvent. Yeah. So like the money doesn't exist for all the promises they've made, by the way, every it, time you see your paycheck, I just want you to notice the amount of money that comes out from Medicare and Social Security. And I want you to look at those dollar amounts and realize you will never see it ever in your whole life. <laughs> it's true. Right? Unless we have some, you know, people that are on it right now. If you are younger, let's say, for sure if you're below 40, if you're 40 or younger, which I believe is most of our audience, just look at that number on your paycheck every week and realize you'll never see a penny like ever. most of the other things yeah that you pay towards or you'll still get the 1200 bucks yeah, and but inflation's going to be another 200 percent well, by McGoo that time said, this is why trump is a 90s democrat i said that in 2016 mm -hmm. the dude's a liberal from new york he was literally a democrat slitty yeah it's literally friends <laughs> with the clintons but he's just he's a populist yeah those polls are dictating what he is actually attacking right now. No conservatism, no American value, none of that stuff. Charlie. All right, number 14, how about number 14? the last one. How the U.S. is subsidizing high-risk home buyers at the cost of those with good credit. Now, this is just unbelievably absurd. It I had is. people texting me about it last night wanting to know my opinion. All right. A little notice, uh, a little noticed revamp of federal rules on mortgage fees will offer discounted rates for home buyers with riskier credit backgrounds and force higher credit home buyers to foot the bill. The post has learned. A little bit of redistributionism mm -hmm. right there. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will enact changes to fees known as loan level price adjustments, LLPAs on May 1st that will affect mortgages originating at private banks nationwide from Wells Fargo to J.P. Morgan Chase, effectively tweaking interest rates paid by the vast majority of home buyers. As if interest rates aren't high enough. It's a, it's a really terrible timing on this. The result, too. according to industry pros, pricier monthly mortgage payments for most home buyers, an ugly surprise for those who worked for years to build their credit only to face higher costs 
than they expected as part of a housing affordability push by the U.S. Federal Housing Finance Agency. Quote, it's going to be a challenge trying to explain to somebody that says, I worked my whole life for high credit and I've put a lot of money down and you're telling me that's a negative now. That's a hard conversation to have. No, that's an impossible conversation to have. You're literally going to penalize yeah. people. It's the worst worst case imaginable. You're you're it's, incentivizing worse credit at this point. Literally, it will cost you money if you have better credit and it will save you money if you have worse credit. Yeah. So here's the This here's, is the dumbest here's thing, the thing I've guys. seen in at least a week. Go out and make all the terrible decisions that you can. Who cares? Cuz at the end of the day, Daddy government is there to step in for you. In fact, but they're not. Um, you're going to step in for those people well, and pay for it directly. Well, daddy is making them do it. Yes, that's true. That's the, yep. yeah. You know, when you go to daddy and like, daddy, I really want, <laughs> it's not fair that Brittany has this and I don't. And then daddy goes <clears throat> and makes Brittany give it to you. I got you. That's, yeah, still daddy government. Quote, it's unprecedented. Added David Stevens, who served as Federal Housing Administration Commissioner during the Obama administration. My email is full from mortgage companies and CEOs telling me how unbelievably shocked they are by this move. Now, I really think, I told my friends last night, I was like, I really think a federal judge is probably going to block this. I don't think that this executive order will stand. Um, I, I don't see how it could, because this is obviously a violation of the constitution. Well, I mean, they direct all sorts of things on, on your mortgage yeah, rates. But and, the problem and, is, you know? is that the problem is there's going to be such a fuss about this that it's going to have to change. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I might be wrong. They could determine it to I, be a tax. I hope I'm not wrong. Uh, which, but. in which case it would continue. I suppose that's how Obamacare kept going. So <clears throat> under the new rules, high credit buyers with scores ranging from 680 to above 780 will see a spike in their mortgage costs. This is the dumbest thing. I can't, well, I'm not trying to sway votes, okay? I just, as far as economics goes, this is the dumbest shit I've seen in quite some time. Mm -hmm. It's completely ridiculous. With applicants who place 15 to 20% down payment experiencing the biggest increase in fees. Under the revised LLPA pricing structure, a home buyer with a 740 FICO credit score and a 15 to 20% down payment will face a 1% surcharge, an increase of 75 basis points compared to the old fee of just 25 basis points. When absorbed into a long-term mortgage rate, the increase in the, is the equivalent of slightly less than a quarter percentage point in mortgage rate. On a $400,000 loan with a 6% mortgage rate, that buyer could expect their monthly payment to rise by about $40 for 30 years. <laughs> for 30 years, and that's on a $400,000 loan. Mm -hmm. So that's like a house in my neighborhood. Yeah. A house in your neighborhood would be like a okay, $80 rise per month for 30 years yeah. on this thing. Uh, this, by the way, um, Biden has repeatedly said that there weren't going to be any taxes raised on people making less than $400,000 a year. <laughs> But several things have happened that are essentially taxes on people making less than $400,000 a year. Mm. Okay. This is a tax, which is why, by the way, the Supreme Court would allow. That's how they allowed. Like I said, uh, we'll see if but they put think, a stay on it. Do you think this Supreme Court would allow this? Uh, I don't know. They, if they have the legal authority to place whatever types of regulations yeah. on mortgages that they want. Yeah, sure. All right. Read through these quickly. Let people get their votes. Oh, in. no, there's more. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Okay. 
So meanwhile, buyers with credit scores of 679 or lower will have their fees slashed, resulting in more favorable mortgage rates. For example, a buyer with a 620 FICO credit score with a down payment of 5% or less gets a 1.75% fee discount. A, di a decrease from the old fee rate of 3.5% for that bracket. When absorbed into the long-term mortgage rate, that equates to a 0.4% to 0.5% discount. The fee structure changes are the latest of several moves by the FHFA aimed at boosting affordability for what the agency calls mission borrowers. Defined as first-time buyers, low-income borrowers, and applicants from underserved communities. Last year, the FHFA eliminated upfront fees for first-time homebuyers who are at or below 100% of their area's median income or 120% in areas that are identified as high cost. The agency also raised upfront fees on second homes and some larger mortgage loans. This, this is one of their uh, equity pushes. Mm -hmm. basically. Like that Meet Kevin video said, this is affirmative action for housing. It's not quite affirmative action for housing, but they're doing this because statistically, uh, your underserved communities are going to be more minority. And so this is essentially to try and help with that. And you're going to have people with good credit scores paying a higher fee to subsidize people with worse credit scores, lower down payments, making it easier for people to get homes. And what did we learn about giving people loans that shouldn't have them in 2008? What did we learn? The answer is nothing. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Not a damn thing. <laughs> we didn't learn anything. We're just going to do the same thing over and over again. It's just, <sighs> it's mentally exhausting, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's very exhausting. Okay, let's run back through uh, these we're, dumps. We're headed for hell in a handbasket. Let's run back through these things. Number one, Gaslight NBC saying Musk is spreading lies and propaganda about how the government had access to Twitter. Uh, number two, Facebook censoring the Nord Stream article. Number three, man, it feels like so long ago we talked about all these things. Uh, number three, tax write-offs are subsidies. Number four, saying Soros-backed is anti-Semitic. Number five, Mayor Pete blames racist roads for disproportionate outcomes. Number six, Bill Lee pushing red flag laws. Number seven, Justin Jones, dumbass grifter. That's what it says in the notes here. Number eight, UK could seize your kitchen knives. <laughs> they determine you to be a dangerous person. Number nine, the transing or Transamerica or Transam, as I will begin to call it. Used to be a car, by the way, for all the youngins out there. Listening. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Eastbound Dan. Number 10, Germany shutting down its last nuclear plant so it can begin buying nuclear power from France. <laughs> Dude, what is happening? What is it? I don't know. You have to laugh so you don't go insane. <laughs> number, honestly. Number 11, a cop pulls over the only motorcyclist who stopped at the stoplight for revving his engine. Number 12, Elizabeth Warren says that corporate greed is to blame for your complicated taxes. Number 13, Trump calls out DeSantis for wanting to reform entitlements. And number 14, the good credit penalty for home buyers. All right, y'all, get your votes in. And while the, the live group is voting, if you want to vote in Dumb Bleep of the Week, 
and laugh along with us, then you need to go to joingml.com or godhatesfeds.com to join the Fed Haters Club. There's a link on either one of those sites that will send you directly to Discord, which is the server that we use, the platform that we use. That'll send you to that link where you can sign up to get access to the channels from which we go live and from which you can vote. I like the proper Queen's English you're using right there. Yeah. From, you're not ending with prepositions. No. And that's a really nice thing for no, you to do. No, something I'm working on. I'm being more proper. That's a good perspective for you to come from. <laughs> As you end yes. on a proposition. <clears throat> so... Go do those things. Also, share the show with a friend, a family member, and anyone that you can see on the street. Just roam the streets and share the show. That's what we ask here. That's a free way to support. Uh, Nate keeps saying that the cost of the live group is going to go up. The cost, it's going to. The cost of the Fed Haters Club. So, Let's set a date. You guys better watch out because you never know. This guy's sneaky and will just sneak that cost in there. And uh, are you going to subsidize the low-income group? <laughs> From the higher from the higher income group, we'll see. So we can have an equitable, well, Fed haters club. Let's just go right out. You send me a picture of your profile photo. If you're black, we'll make it like a dollar, and if you're white, we'll make it like ten bucks, hundred, something like that. Yeah, or hundred. White people can afford it. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Sure. All right. <laughs> so just send me a picture of a black person. It'll be one dollar. All right. Who's leading in the vote total? It looks like wow, Chief Warren. Chief Warren coming out. Corporate greed is to blame for complicated taxes. Yeah. Not the 5,000 pages of tax code. <laughs> no. It's no. H&R Block and TurboTax. <clears throat> the people who develop systems to now, sift through the madness. And what she's you. saying is that TurboTax actually helped create our complicated tax system. And our co- just so you know, and the U.S. foster it. The U.S. federal government's. Tax system, the way that the biggest corporation in the history of the entire world collects its money and the the book of ways that they do it has been dictated by Free Tax USA. Okay, that's how we got the system that we have right now. It's into it now. Yeah, yeah. into it. (laughs) All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, like I said, do all those things. And if you do, only if, then we'll be back again on Monday. If you're in the Nashville area or want to make your way, to Franklin, uh, we have the Take Human Action tour coming through. We'll we will be there tomorrow uh, in Cool Springs. So if you're within like 18 hours driving distance, you you actually have right no excuse. Now, you you got no excuse right now and be yeah. there. Yeah. So uh, do that, and if you do, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.